That's a great F1 Halloween party, DC, definitely. Hey, no problem, Jensen. Uh, I have to ask, the deathly face, the ridiculous hair, uh, have you come as some... Um... Hi, I've come as Bernie. Right. And you, the grey skin, the soul sucking. Yeah, I'm Bernie too, yeah. Ah. Oh, look, Max is here. Hello, chaps. That's a great outfit, that is, Max. Who have you come as? What? What's your Halloween costume meant to be? The all-over leather, the chains, Halloween costume? Oh, God, I'm at the wrong party. Bye. Gareth Jones on speed. Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on speed. I'm Gareth, he's Zog. He's Richard. <laughs> Tremendously good start. So was, Sorry, I wasn't, wasn't quite ready there. I, was, I don't uh, think I was ready. Well, I was, there was the pointing. The, the pointing wheel. was confusing. <laughs> you were pointing at both of us at sort of the same time and at the window. <laughs> it was all weird. This is what happens when you make a promise. And we said that we would do a show within two hours of the race finishing in Abu Dhabi. So we're going to talk quick because we've got to get this show in quick and get it turned around quick. Okay, what do we yeah. think of the Yas Marina circuit? Wow. I mean, in a word, wow. It's quite astonishing. Is, is wow a word or just a noise? I think it's a word. Yeah, I think it's a word. I think it's a word that you'd apply certainly to the way it looks uh, on telly and the way that you get those uh, extraordinary sort of crane shots and helicopter shots and things, of, of, particularly when the sun went down, all that glittering, twinkling stuff and that massive hotel thing that sort of reminds me of Selfridges in Birmingham, but nice <laughs> <laughs> and, well, and in the deserts and not in Birmingham. But um, and the way it was lit up and, and uh, I mean, it did look a little bit phallic from some angles. But I was going to say it's it, an impressive building, nonetheless. It does kind of look like a, an enormous space age sex toy crossed with sort of the heart of gold out of the TV series. <laughs> That's what Zog and I agreed on. It, yeah, of no, all I didn't the know sci-fi things, well, the heart of gold was the space in the TV, well, the TV version of the Heart of Gold in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy oh, looks remarkably right. like the Yas Hotel. Is this really the future of, of F1 uh, circuits like this, Twilight races in the East? Are we watching the beginning of F1 Asia series? Well, obviously, the Twilight thing is not a gimmick, it's just a timing thing, isn't it, really? Mm. Practical. It's a happy corollary of that, because it does make it quite interesting in a way. Not sure the drivers would agree with that low sun and those they've had to have those rip-off tints on the visors, didn't they? So that maybe they wouldn't like, but I, I think it adds to some sort of visual spectacle that offsets what I was going to say, the, the lack of wow sometimes on the track. Yeah. It's another modern circuit, isn't it, that's not sort of super overtaking. But it does have a tunnel out of the pits for which... I salute it. Yeah, I mean, we may have been slightly distracted, but as you say, a lot of the superficial wow by there not being a bit more action on track. But that said, I mean, I love the you know the battle, the last uh, few laps between Button and Weber. Yeah, yeah, Weber yeah. defending his position. He really knows how to defend a position, and he was doing it particularly well against Button, who really, well, looked, like, really looked like he was going to take Hats it. Hats off yeah. to world champion Lord Jensen of Button, who uh, knows how to also harry someone without go. being yeah. silly yeah. and sort of squirming all over the back of them, Mansell in Monaco style, with no hope of getting by. He was just doing a very measured thing. But the way he was drifting it through some of the courts yeah, was, was that, I mean, you know, it's, it's just a shame that we lost Lewis from the race so early on and didn't get the battle that we might otherwise have seen yeah, yeah. For, for the lead. So, uh, it struck me that this... Uh, 
talking about the racing on the circuit. The, the circuit didn't really add very much to the racing. It added to the spectacle. Mm. And it was a strategy of the teams that put Jensen on top of Weber in the closing 10, yeah, eight laps, which gave us that excitement. Otherwise, there wasn't a great deal going on. These interesting runoff areas, which run underneath the Yas Hotel, underneath mm. the grandstand, underneath my living room, seemingly here. <laughs> and uh, of all the races I think I've seen this year... I think I'd go to Belgium to watch the racing on the circuit. But to go and visit an event, I think I'd like to go and visit the Yaz Marina circuit. The idea of being able to sit in that section that they had, the stadium section where they've got a hairpin with a grandstand which sweeps right the way around it. To be right on top of the action like that, mm. that, that, yeah. that, that's a good feeling. And let's I, be I honest. To, oh, sorry, sorry. No, I, I just want to get back, get, get back to something you, you said a, a moment ago about it being a very practical kind of race. Consideration. Practical, you know, I'm not so sure that that's the case for a, a race that's... It's very convenient for us to be, you know, sitting here middle of the afternoon watching the race and, you know, seeing this as a beautiful sunset and going into mm. night time you know it looks fantastic we love watching it if you live in Abu Dhabi I'm not quite so sure that a race in the evening is necessarily so convenient well it's a cooler time of the day mm. but as you say the the sun coming into your eyes that's not a good thing mm. and lighting a circuit is not a trivial problem they've got it well lit but yeah. you use an awful lot of electricity to do that that's pretty expensive you know I know that Formula One isn't exactly a sport that's run on a budget but uh, <laughs> but you're only going to have a couple of races that you run like that rather than running them at sort of middle of the day for you and being able to run them in day it was proper entertainment in that we had a good end to the race. Yes. A reasonable start to the race. Yes, well, a lot of, yeah, a lot of things seemed to happen in that first lap or two, and to the point where we were sitting there going, I think we need some replays now, please, because oh, yeah. there seemed to be too much to try and take in at once. Yes. But when they did do a replay, did you see what they did? Again, wow. Now, in case you didn't see this on your coverage, this is what we saw. At the end of the start... All the cars were sort of halfway around the first corner. We had a very high angle shot, seemingly from a helicopter or a crane, of this event. And then the image froze. And then, almost seamlessly, as they zoomed in on that image, it transformed from being a real live actuality picture to being a CGI recreation of all the cars in the same position. And the thing that got me was all the driver's heads bobbing away slightly in the car. Did, Did you notice that? that? No. It's a bit worrying. <laughs> when we had this sort of 3D graphic CGI of all the cars and we discussed their positions and who was where and who was doing what, at one point, all three of us went... I don't know what I'm watching anymore. <laughs> I really want to know how they did that. Oh, that was the first of two particular, I don't know what I'm watching anymore. The, the whole thing with Al Ghashari coming into the pits, going to the wrong pit garage, which we weren't, we couldn't yeah. quite tell at that point. We were going, have they merged them? Are they saying what they're doing? <laughs> Red Bull and Toro Rosso having one pit now. So for, it was, I mean, what a crashing error on his part. And yeah, that's well, not supposed to happen in the race. It's confusing when they go, get out, go away. Look, can't you see that it's three shades of gold ever so slightly yeah. different? to the yellow that your team have got on the ends of their suits. Very similar, very hard. I feel for him. Oh, but, but another driver that we absolutely must mention, uh, Kobayashi. Yes. Uh, you know, looked interesting in the last race, but this time I think he's really you know, yeah, confirmed yeah, yeah. that hey, watch, interesting yeah. talent. Yeah, and a very happy, smiley Japanese driver. I love happy, smiley Japanese drivers. Well, yes, Takuma Sato is the benchmark. Yeah, <laughs> happy and smiley. Who we just heard on the, the TV coverage that he's coming back next year. Apparently, possibility. Well, possibility. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, we'll, well see. I don't know. Hammer. I would be thrilled to see him there. I would be surprised if he's there. I remember uh, running a sign Sato campaign 
many, many, many years ago. I really wanted him in the Jordan and he got in there mm. and was entertaining, you know. Okay, disappointments in this race. The biggest disappointment in this race, uh, Lewis's brake failure. Mm. Yeah, that's a bit of a shame, wasn't it? Because it would have made the thing yeah. in front a bit more interesting. But Yeah, in the last 10 laps, even so. Well, mind you, we weren't disappointed by that. That was good. No, and McLaren, they've had very good mechanical reliability throughout the season. Mm. It's uh, pretty unusual for them to have... Uh, Actually, everyone has, like really, that. haven't they? There's not been a real clunker of a breakdowny car out there this year, as far as I can remember. That yeah. Everyone's been pretty... Yeah, I, I think at one point Red Bull are you, practically well, they, reusing engines they used four seasons ago or something <laughs> like that due to penalties on engine numbers. Well, for Vettel, yeah. 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 They're the, 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 yeah, they're the team that probably had the most problems with reliability. They were using a Renault... With their engi- yeah, with yeah. the Renault engine. I believe Vettel in that last race used a Renault 5 Campus engine. It was the only one they had left. Quite talky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Eight-valve, push rods. It's a lost art, that, the, uh, the talky small engine. Let's bring this meeting to order. Guys, if we're going to get the British Grand Prix back to Silverstone, we've got to work harder. Quite we've right. We've got to look at what they did in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. We've got to think big. Yeah, good. During their race, it goes dark. So we'll hold ours at 5.30 in the morning. Like Halfway it. through, it'll go light. Great idea. They've got a ramp out of the pit lane. So we'll have an actual ramp that mm. fires the cars into the air through a flaming hoop. Like it. Fantastic. And they've got a hotel that looks like a gentleman's area. So we'll have the world's biggest little chef travel lodge in the shape of a massive pair of boobs. Super. Yeah, we could do that. Or we could just have a protected ward of words with Bernie and then... How the race on an airfield that smells of chips? Hmm. Actually, I do like that idea more. Well, it's more British, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Motion fast. The end of the F1 season! Oh, no! So, as the Yas Marina circuit and its incumbent hotel returns to its previous work of being an orbital space station, it leaves the rest of us here on Earth bereft of Formula One. For the next 133 days, is it, they say? Um, Okay. Has the season that we've just enjoyed been good enough to give us plenty to think about in the down season? Oh. Zog, do you want to be the first to say yes? Should I say yes? <laughs> uh, well, I think I think I'll be the first to say yes. Thank you. Yes, thank I also you. want to say yes. Oh, yeah, emphatically. I mean, you know, it's been a wonderfully exciting season from start to finish. We've had the drama of the Braun story, if you like, and and Button success in that. But it's been a season where actually, for most of it, you didn't know who was going to win. You know, yeah. Vettel's challenge was very, very strong. Barrichello could easily have had it. Weber could have had it at one mm. point. I think if this season uh, has taught us, has reminded us. One thing it's that you know, if you had to pick just one guy, not counting any other factors, if you had to pick one guy to design your F1 car, it's got to be Adrian Newey, surely. Ah, good point. I, good point. I put, I put it to the panel. I put, uh, I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you, though. I, you know, I'd say that also, if you wanted someone to make the best of a bad lot, perhaps, uh, then you'd get Ross Braun in. The fixer, the equaliser. Yeah, equaliser. This is a great piece, and, and uh, if you if you are, if you do love F one as we do, then go and have a look on the BBC website. I can't remember where this is, but somewhere on their Formula One website there is a piece about just what a mongrel that Braun 
actually is and oh, how right. they had to saw six inches out of the chassis when they realised they were going to get the Merck engine because it just wouldn't fit otherwise and the, the, their source is quoted as saying you know we wouldn't even do that to a sort of lashed up mule test car to try out bits for next season that mm. is brutal and crude and it's just not the way that Formula 1 teams work and they only had three chassis you know most people are running with about yeah. seven or eight they could only afford to do uh, buttons barrichellos and a spare and that was it Wow. It's an amazing thing, and the gearbox is all in the wrong place, and they lashed that car together, and that's why its pace dropped off, according to this piece, during uh, the middle of the season, because as others were developing, they had so little scope to develop that car because they were coming from a position where it was really just a lash-up. So uh, do go and seek that piece out because it, it'll explain it much better than I've just done. I mean, the engine installation thing was something that, that, that I'd, I'd love to know more about because I hadn't you know, heard or read any detail about that side of getting the car together yeah. but given where they started from given how late that they knew what engine they were going to have in there yeah. and given the problems that everyone has installing engines you know th- that would have to have been a pretty big issue and I, to be honest I, I, I just assumed that, that they got really lucky you know that yeah. the engine was well. about the right size and sort of you know the, all, <laughs> yeah, the, all the holes were more or less the right place and they just sort of stuck it on valuable it worked, tip there, know, though if you uh, find yourself in, in John Lewis or somewhere and you're looking to buy a new sofa and you're thinking I'm not sure that'll fit through my front door get Ross Braun in he'll <laughs> <laughs> get it through there he'll make it work the middle. there you go I'm um, kind of with Zog on the Adrian Newey thing because whilst Adrian hadn't interpreted the rules for this season to allow this double deck rear diffuser mm-hmm. he did very quickly reason out how to make it work and redesign the entire rear suspension of that Red Bull to allow that to happen thereby yeah. creating an advantage mm-hmm. um, I'm inclined to believe that the Red Bulls are going to kick some ass next year as well and I think they will kick better ass than the Brawns because I think the Brawns did have you hear Ross Bourne he constantly says oh well we had a great helping hand from Honda in the last part of the last year you know mm-hmm. all the people who were still with us they've lost half their uh, staff in their Banbury offices these days and so I think they may suffer a little bit from that uh, whereas Red Bull have a good solid base they've integrated the Adrian Newey mega brain into their system yeah. and it works for them now and I expect it to continue working but I also think that the McLarens and hopefully with Kimi Raikkonen in the other McLaren next year I'd like that best of all will be the team to beat next year as well I think yes yeah. I was just going to say because I was talking to someone on the phone the other day and, and this season came up and they said, "Oh, you know, what, what, what would you, what were your highlights then?" And uh, I mean, cool. you start thinking about it. Yeah, all the stuff that went on, good and bad, because you've got bad stuff. You've got the masses accident. You've got yeah. the 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 whole stuff uh, Flavio with the Flav the thing coming to year. light, yeah. but yeah. still being sort of part of this season and having a bit of an effect there. You've got the good things and the extraordinary things. I mean, apart from Braun just bursting in at the start of the season and doing what no one thought was possible and and, and absolutely walking it for the first few races, you've got that moment when Force India just had their, their yeah. time in the sun which is great yeah. I mean yep. if anything else Spa yeah mm. I mean also at a great venue that, you know and a great track that we all love and we, we're glad it's back and, and, and all the rest of it and then you've got this sort of minnow team giving a bloody nose to the to the people you'd expect to be doing well who are having a torrid time like Ferrari and McLaren so if nothing else this season is a classic because it was not in any way predictable. Yeah. And maybe we should just point out, for anyone that hadn't been made aware of this fact, great little bit of trivia. I think it came from Grand Prix.com. Jensen Button won his championship in Brazil by finishing fifth at Interlagos, taking the title ahead of a Brazilian challenger, carrying number 22 in a Mercedes-powered car, and this is the second year this has happened, to a British driver. 
because last year that's exactly what Lewis did finished so, fifth at Interlagos etc etc if this is a repeatable pattern therefore next year the Toro Rossos will have Mercedes power at and number 22 and what British driver and, and will, will win at Interlagos after uh, beating a last Massa. minute change of driver yeah. to bring Anthony Davidson into yeah. I don't know well that's it that's what's going to happen next year in F1 you've been listening to Gareth Jones on speed he was Richard bye bye he was Zog. Goodbye. And I was Gareth. We'll leave you after this very short show with a short piece of music. We always play the national anthem of the world champion, and it gives me enormous pleasure to play the national anthem of a British champion this year. See ya. God save our Jensen, Ron made our bottom F1 champion. Benz gave our bottom base, allowed him to win the race and put his beardy face on the podium. Who could have prophesied right before all our eyes with a chassis so Email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, or follow us on Twitter. Go to GarethJones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Bang. <laughs>